Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello! Welcome to another episode of the WrestleTalk Podcast. I am Chuffle Peak Pinell, your Jam That Champion. And I'm joined, as always, by my intangible co-host, your Quizzlemania champion, Tempest the Wrestler. I am your Quizzlemania champion, Tempest the Wrestler. I like my crown. You need to tap it it harder, I think. For audio purposes, you need to tap it harder. It's... I don't even think I could call this plastic, Pete. It's not making much of a noise. It's kind of like a thud. What do you mean? It's solid metal with jewels in it. It's gold. It, I love gold. gold. I love gold. <laughs> <laughs> Rubber ducky, this is goldy wang. Um, all right. <laughs> oh, God, I'm not going to get down a gold member train. Uh, how are you doing today, Tempest? I'm doing all right today, Chops. I think I'm mm. doing all right. I ain't got nothing much going on these days. Just watching wrestling and talking about it with you. That's a pretty sweet life right there. That's pretty decent. I have to say out. so. It's not much to complain about, I will say. Yeah. Um, in in contrast, I've had quite the busy day. Um, due to various circumstances and things uh i've you know i've been super duper busy today and it don't stop because immediately after this i've got predictions for money in the jam where i'm going to be not defending my jam that championship (laughs) why would i defend my belt at not a big show come on now (laughs) um and uh yeah and uh i've had obviously nxt did the news this morning did all sorts of stuff and i've also been working on my own stuff a little bit as well been doing a little bit of a little bit of warcaster over on uh on youtube as well got had a sketch video go up i've got another one ready to go pretty much i've got to do a little bit more editing on that but it's pretty much ready to go uh which is great so yeah i've been very i launched a patreon that's pretty nuts yeah yeah how about that, that? Cool. yeah i got three backers i was very wow. happy with it yeah <laughs> it was awesome it was I've, great i've thought of doing that but yeah see if i if i launch a patreon for my youtube channel I will then feel obligated to make content 
because they're paying the, for yeah. it. Yeah. And I, 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 I don't feel like I have enough motivation to do mm -hmm. that on a consistent basis. That like is... I've, been, I've been making my current video for like a month. It's like, yeah, I'll, I'll finish it when I finish it, just because I don't have time. I don't want to burn myself out. Exactly. That's the very smart thing to do. And that's what I did with my channel initially with Warcaster was I was like, I'm just going to make some videos because fun. Uh, and now I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, I think I can take this a bit, a bit more seriously. Uh, so that's what I'm going to do. I've got, I think I've got some good ideas. And I also came to the conclusion because I always kind of, I got to the point where I, where I was making content where I was like, well, I need to know what I'm going to make for like months in advance because I'll run out of ideas like that. I'll, I'll just stop it. I won't have anything to make. I come to the realization that if you just sit down and plan stuff every once in a while, you can come up with new ideas. Like it, mm -hmm. it, it just kind of happens if you just think about stuff. Because I was thinking up, you know, the, one of the main reasons I stopped making content before, because I was like, well, I don't, I don't have any more videos to make. And I was super busy at the time. So I was like, I don't have time to think about anything else. So I just didn't make anything else. And I just kind of stopped. Um, but now I literally sat down and on one tube ride, I went on the underground for like 45 minutes and I came up with like seven different video ideas. I was like, I've just got to come up with, I can think of stuff. I'm somewhat creative sometimes. I can come mm -hmm. up with stuff. And then I start writing scripts and all that. Yeah. I kind of was like, so I could totally make this consistent then. Huh. That's an interesting idea. And then the ball just started rolling from there. And then here we are. Hey, Warcaster. Yeah. Patreon. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com slash Warcaster. <laughs> I'm not plugging. You're plugging. Uh, anyway, uh, we should, again, talk about NXT. Talk about some more stuff afterwards. We've got an email to get to as well. Um, but yeah, first thing we're going to be talking about was the main event of the show, where it was Karrion Cross versus Johnny Gargano for the NXT Championship. And then what happened in the post-match was Cross choked out Samoa Joe. What's happening with that? I'm quite intrigued. Let's talk about it. We're going to start off with the uh, main event, uh, which was Karrion Cross versus Johnny Gargano for the NXT Championship. Now, the first thing we really have to address here, this is very, very important. The first thing we have to address about this match is they had intangibles. Yes. Oh, intangibles. And they were dumb. They were dumb again. They were really dumb. They were really dumb intangibles. I love it. <laughs> so... We had the adapt uh, the, the adaptable. Uh, I already spoiled one. The intangibles for Johnny Gargano were adaptable, endurance, ring IQ. Not adaptability okay. and endurance. Nope. nope. Adaptable and endurance. <laughs> mm, yep. <laughs> Every time. Adjective or uh, noun. Sort it out. Um... <laughs> Can't get over Karen Cross's one. Karen Cross, dominant striker, which is just mm -hmm. still my favorite. Dominant striker, judo grappler, strength. <laughs> I, I just love the contrast. Dominant striker, judo grappler, strength. Like, he's just, he, he's strong. <laughs> I just love it when it was. I don't know. I think it's the combination of being three syllables, three syllables, one syllable. It, ju it, yep. ju it just made it dominant striker, judo grappler, strength. <laughs> it just got nothing else to say. <laughs> not powerhouse, not power, 
Not anything that we see on anyone else. Strength is all it is. Which I, again, God love it. Very tangible. <laughs> yes, incredibly like, tangible. The most tangible <laughs> asset you could have is strength. <laughs> God, God, intangibles are so stupid. <sighs> I love them. I love them so much. I hope they never go away. They provide me with yeah. so much joy. Um. <clears throat> anyway, this match. I thought was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this match. Um, I don't think it's been like the best main event that NXT's done recently or anything. Um, I don't think it was at the same level of any of the big like uh, Great American Bash matches, like some of the some of the top Great American Bash matches. I don't think it was on that level, but I do think it was a lot of fun. Um, there was a rough looking spot uh, where Cross just kind of uh, I forget the the name of it. It's like a choke bomb. Um, whatever it's called uh into like the slam they called it at one point sure yeah um and he does it into the corner of the announce desk for uh, johnny's back just into the corner of the desk looked awful uh looked so so bad um it's very rare it's very rare for me to like pop during a match when i'm not on stream go like oh my god yeah. That was one of those moments where it's like, oh, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Thankfully, he's okay. Fightful, yeah. Fightful Select has reported since then that he is okay, but... <sighs> God, and Jeez. he had a brilliant sell of that as well. He just, like, was not moving for a bit. He was literally just, like, on the floor, just, like, hand in his back, just, like... Yeah. And you could tell, if, the, wow. if there was more audio, you could tell he was probably lying there just being, like, ah! <laughs> the whole thing, because <laughs> that looked rough. Um... But it led into a really fun match. There was a, I think the main purpose of the match, the, my only criticism of this, and it's not really a criticism because it's what they were trying to do in the first place. It's just because I really like Johnny Gargano. Is the main focus of this thing was really Joe versus Cross. That was the idea yeah. of this match with Samoa Joe being the special guest referee. The idea was to build more tension between those two. And Johnny Gargano was basically just a pawn in this chess match that they've got going on. Um, but there were some really close near falls for Johnny later on in the match. So many points where Joe was getting involved. There was a point where uh, Cross had the... God, what does he even call it? His choke. Does he have a name for the choke? He just chokes people out. Whatever it's really called. really bad at with NXT finishers, I'll be honest. Yeah, man. I was going to call it the Coquina Clutch, and I'm like, no, that's Joe. Uh, whatever. He has the choke thing on, on uh, Johnny, but Johnny makes it to the ropes. And it gets uh, Joe gets to a count of four and literally like pulls Cross off Johnny, uh, and then they gotta get into each other's faces like just walking Cross Jacket. Thank you very much, Dion Stewart in the in the chat. Um, that's the one. Um, yeah, and uh, they get in each other's faces. A lot of tension between them, and it leads into this very close near fall for Johnny, where he manages to hit like a couple super kicks. Does the one final beat. And it's a really close near fall for him on there, which is great. Um, but in the end, Cross comes back, hits a bunch of power bombs, uh, elbow to the back of the head, uh, and yeah, just pins Johnny for the win. The match itself, before we get into the post-match angle, I thought the match was really good. My, yeah, my only issue with it was that Johnny wasn't more of a big deal, but I don't think that was the point, in fairness to NXT, which is just a shame because I like Johnny. But Yeah, we've been talking the last few weeks about how we want Johnny Gargano to be this big baby face like he mm. was way back when. But it doesn't really seem like that's the direction they're going. He might still end up as a babyface, but maybe not mm. like the top babyface in the company, which fair enough. 
we kind of assumed that that might happen more so just because Karrion Cross was looking like he was going to get called up to the main roster and they were going to look to get the title off of him as quick as possible. And they haven't gone that direction, at least not yet. So that aside, I really did like this match. You know, it told a very simple story. Big man, bad. Little man, good. And you've got the referee in the middle to... He didn't get involved that much, like, to the point where you could say, like, oh, he's handing this match to Johnny Gargano or Mm -hmm. anything. He was calling it down the middle, but he wanted to make sure it ended by pinfall or submission. So he made sure that the guy who was going to get disqualified didn't do that. So props to Samoa Joe, because I'm not usually a big fan of the special referee thing. I think more often than not, it's a distraction from Mm -hmm. the overall match itself. But I didn't feel like that was the case here. I enjoyed it, even though it was kind of like, we know that's where they're going. If Samoa Joe can Mm -hmm. get cleared, that's the direction, not another cross Gargano match. So I felt like everything just kind of meshed well in this match. I didn't come away from this thinking that any one bit overshadowed any other bit. Yeah, that's totally fair. Um, But then we got the really exciting bit for me, which was... uh, Carrying Cross choked out Samoa Joe. They got in each other's faces again after the end of the match. Joe kind of turns around, walks away. But before he can get out of the ring, Cross chokes him out and leaves him laying at the end of the show. And that's really exciting for me because they're doing more and more overt teases of Joe wrestling again. And I, I think, I think if NXT didn't have plans to have Joe wrestle, they wouldn't have done this angle. I think they're smart enough to know that if you do this angle people will think that Joe is going to wrestle. And if Joe doesn't do a wrestle, people are going to be mad about it because they, mm-hmm. this is like the most overt tease they've done. And I think if it was main roster, I probably wouldn't have the same faith. But because it's NXT, I think they've got a good enough track record that I think they wouldn't have done this unless they had plans to have Joe wrestle. So that excites me because I want Joe versus Cross. I want Joe versus Cole. I want Joe versus everyone, really. But... Joe versus Cross, yes, please. Joe versus Cole, they're also uh, yeah, teasing on this show as well. I'm really excited to see Joe back. I think he's going to be such an asset if he does get to wrestle again. I think so, too. I mean, that would inject such life into NXT. And we don't know that he's cleared, but I would like to think that he is for the same reasons that you just gave, that I hope that they wouldn't promote and tease these matches if they weren't going to do them i know vince mcmahon doesn't like doing that and i know vince doesn't run nxt he does but you know what i mean i hope we get that because if we don't get matches it feels like we're running through this samoa joe as the enforcer of nxt thing really quickly Mm -hmm. like he only showed up like a month ago to start doing this you know and I mean, there's still a lot of brawls backstage, so I don't know that he's doing that job that well. But Mm -hmm. it just feels like we're moving very quick. And that might be because they want to get Cross up to the main roster. It might not. But I don't know. I hope we get it. I just want things to be justified by the end because now I think it's a little bit messy. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, But I'll also say as well, leaving at the end of the show, they've done a really good job since probably Stand and Deliver or mm, I guess in your house, they've done a really good job of making me hate Karrion Cross. Because uh-huh. now I want Joe to murder him. I'm. I, it's partially because I just want to see Joe wrestle, but also because I just, 
I, I want to see him get back at Cross now. I, I, I now, I don't like Cross in, in a good way. Like I still, you know, I, I respect him as much as I did before as a performer. It's nothing against the person, but against the character, I now hate the character. And that's exactly what I should be feeling against this big dominant monster heel that they've been trying to build up. So now I think they've done a really good job of making me want to see him get his ass kicked. And I'm I'm excited to see that happen. So I think they did a really good job here of of furthering Cross's character as well to make him to the next level of like, boo this man out and out heel now. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. I'm excited to see it. I think Samoa Joe and him would be a really good matchup because often mm-hmm. when you put the two big guys together, it's like two tanks just boom, boom, and it doesn't quite work out the same way that you might think it would. But Samoa mm-hmm. Joe is such a good wrestler. He's not, he's the, he's the super heavyweight in size alone, but he works like a much smaller man. And that mixed with his believability, I think is the perfect counter to carrying cross being this big, mean ass kicker. It just works. It works. And it's a different kind of story you could tell than if he goes up against Kyle O'Reilly or somebody. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. But let's get into some of your Ultra Chats. Let's see what you guys thought. Uh, make sure to get in your Ultra Chats. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support is the link to go to. Link is right there on the screen. Um, 
and at the top of the description as well. Uh, get in your old chats because we're going to be going through all the ones that are five bucks and up before the end of the show. Uh, Rebecca Siddle comes in to say, great show overall, despite the index segments. And why was Mandy Rose there? Oh, we'll get into that. Isn't stinking up raw enough. Anyway, love the main event. Got a laugh out of the intangibles. I think you guys are being worked by NXT's approach to intangibles. <laughs> LIW444 life. Oh, man. The amount of times that people just say, well, you just get worked, aren't you? It's becoming a thing now. It's becoming a meme at this point. Just being like, ah, well, they're mad about something. Well, they're getting worked, aren't they? Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Rebecca. <laughs> I, I can appreciate your opinions. <laughs> um, and the intangible one, Cliff Beard. <laughs> That's a good No Rosebard reference. Uh, it says, uh, really good NXT show tonight. Uh, but did you guys see uh, the WrestleWorks tweet about Mandy being traded for Aaliyah? Also, oh Tempest, don't, don't hate on Loomis. He had a good match tonight, and the stuff in the commercial was fun between Index. That stuff is subjective. And incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into the whole Dexter Loomis stuff later. Um, I did not see the WrestleBoats tweet about Mandy Rose and Aaliyah being traded. Um... Oh. God, I'm sorry. Cool. I I don't know. It's not cool. It's not cool. <laughs> I'll be I'll be perfectly honest. That sounds like a horrible idea. Like I mean, I don't want to I, be cruel or too harsh because I'm sure she's very nice. But in what world are we putting Aaliyah on the main roster? I. She couldn't do oh, a hip toss in this match. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I'm just checking the rest of his tweet now. While I'm not sure why, Saw says it seems like a trade went down between rosters. Raw trades Maddie Rose to NXT for Aaliyah. Um, Awful. I mean, I look, I, I don't think Aaliyah should be on the main roster. I'm with you. But also, I don't really care that much. It, it's not that. like, you know... what. what Mandy Rose should be on the main. She's great. I don't feel that strongly about Mandy Rose either. So it's not, I don't feel, you know, like, oh my God, Mandy Rose got screwed or like whatever. Oh, we're not going to see Mandy on the main roster anymore. Like that's whatever. She's fine. And Aaliyah is, eh, you know, whatever. I don't really care. I'll be honest. I don't really, I don't really care. It's, it's fine. It's, I don't have to watch Raw and I won't. Mm. So it yeah. probably won't affect me that much. But, like, what's the point of developmental? I don't know. You man. know? what? What's the I actual goddamn I point? Don't, I don't know if NXT is developmental anymore. I think Evolve is developmental. And NXT is, like, sub... No. NXT is developmental, and Evolve is sub-developmental. And then NXT is also sort of a third brand, but also not. It's weird. Yeah, um, Raw got Raw got hosed in this deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For for all my hockey fans out there, NXT is the Chicago Blackhawks trading Duncan Keith to the Edmonton Oilers. There's a reference. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that one. Sports.
let's get into um, the rest of the show. We'll get into more of your ultra chats later on. Make sure to get those in. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. And uh, yeah, we'll go through all of those uh, later on that are five bucks and up. Um, but for now, let's get on with a review of the rest of the show. Uh, Leah, the main roster, wild. Uh, sorry, I'm still kind of getting over that. Uh, we got a, a recap of the Great American Bash um, uh, to start off the show. And then we got Ember Moon versus Dakota Kai. Uh, now, there has been confirmation that Shotzi Blackheart's name on the main roster is now Shotzi. Uh, as was confirmed by the commentary team on this show, just calling her Shotzi, uh, which is fine. That's okay. It's not the worst name in the world. Um, but then we got, yeah, Ember Moon versus Dakota Kai. I thought this was a really good match. These are two very good wrestlers, and they had a very good match. Great. Good stuff, guys. Um, very fun, I thought. Very fast-paced. Thought it was pretty good. And then it's Go to Kick. Still the worst name. It's the worst worst name name. for a finisher. Ever. I've seen seen people saying that they think it's called the Kota Kick. Like the Dakota Kick. Like Kota Kick. No, no, no. It's Go to kick. Like, go to sleep, but you kick them. So she's gone, ah, well, instead of sleep, it's kick. Go to kick. Then it makes sense. God. Oof. Anyway. Yeah, I I thought this was a really (laughs) solid match. You know, Mm. like, it didn't blow my socks off or anything, but as Mm. far as, like, an opening match to an NXT after a special, I thought this this was perfectly fine. I agree. Uh, and then we got a cool moment afterwards where Zia Lee came out. I mean, uh, Zia Lee coming out, I was like, okay, sh- sh- sure, whatever. Really badass moment, though, where she just walks walks up and Dakota Kai is like, hey, what are you going to do? And she just walks straight past her. I was like, that's cool. Nice. I'll give you that. Give you that, Zia Lee. Just walks straight past her, goes up to Raquel Gonzalez and was like, hey, I want to fight you. And Raquel goes, all right. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, cool. Zia Lee versus Raquel Gonzalez, I guess, which I don't have any particularly strong feelings about i'll be honest no i see this is the issue where i have not particularly cared about the whole tian shah thing and it's been going on for a long time like months and months and months since Mm -hmm. boa and xylee started getting like kidnapped or whatever whatever the storyline was yeah i just don't really care and yeah. they started doing the thing with Mei Ying and Mercedes Martinez. And that was it in your house. That was like mm-hmm. a month ago. And mm-hmm. we never got follow up. And granted, yes, Mercedes Martinez got a concussion when she was kicked in the head. So she hasn't been on TV since then. But I haven't been given a reason to care about all this. And it's not hooking me so far. So mm-hmm. I'm not super interested in seeing a title match either. My big takeaway, because I got a lot of flack last week when I said that Ember Moon hasn't done anything in NXT and whatnot. By the end of this segment, Ember Moon was the fourth most important person involved. She lost the match and then was not factored into the post-match angle whatsoever. You could basically forget that she was even there. Oof, Maron. Good Lord. This... Poor Ember Moon. I mean, everyone talks about like, oh yeah, send them back to NXT. This this shows that is not just a quick fix. They will mess you up just like the main roster has. Mm-hmm. Realistically, yeah. what difference has her main roster and second NXT runs have been? Like at all. 
He didn't do uh, anything on the main roster. She got a title shot at SummerSlam. She's done nothing in NXT. She got a title shot at In Your House. It's it's the same thing. Yeah, it's a Spider-Man meme. It's just those yeah. two playing at each other. Like, oh, Lord. I want anyway. so much for Ember Moon. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame. Uh, we then got a backstage promo, which was previously on YouTube thing earlier in the day or whatever which was Diamond Mine backstage, Malcolm Bivens cut a little promo, just kind of putting over the different people in, in Diamond Mine, which I thought was good, trying to put them over a little bit more. Uh-huh. And then they said they wanted to do an open challenge. Then Bobby Fish comes in. And Bobby Fish says, open challenge? I'd love that. And then Roderick Strong is like, hey, it's not against me. It's against Tyler Rust. And I was like, is that all you're going to do about their history together? About being in Undisputed Era? And like Strong was basically the replacement for Bobby Fish while Bobby Fish was out injured. But then they were together after he came back. And then there's so much to like play off here. And there's there's nothing. There's just an open challenge. I want in. And that was it. And I was like, well, I just feel like there was a lot left on the table for that, which is a bit unfortunate. And then I got a worrying feeling. I was like, oh, no, they don't care about Bobby Fish, do they? And then I kind of got my feelings confirmed with their match later on. Oh boy, which I guess we might as well talk about now. Um Go for it. which was a very short match. Uh and Roderick Strong kind of got up on the apron after about two minutes. Bobby Fish got distracted. Tyler Rust hit a buzzsaw kick and then won. And then that was it. And then he was gonna get beaten up after the match, and then Kushida came down for a save. Ooh, ooh, Bobby. They do not care about you, buddy. I think Bobby Fish is gonna make a really good coach at the performance center one day. Yes. Yes. Great shout. He's a very, very good technical sound wrestler. He can make a very good coach. Yeah. I mean, like, he came back, and I was like, I don't think he's got a high ceiling. He lost his first match to Pete Dunne, mm-hmm. set up a program with Oni Lorcan that I don't think they've gone back to. He just was kickboxing or punching a punching bag one day in the gym. I was like, I haven't forgotten about you, Oni, and then proceeded to forget about Oni Lorcan. So... Who, who cares about storytelling? Mm-hmm. And now he's losing to the secondary member of Diamond Mine in two minutes. Mm-hmm. Writing's on the wall there. I'm not saying that he should beat Tyler Rust because you got to put over the Diamond Mine for sure. But I think this just kind of goes to show what they think of, of Bobby Fish. He's very yeah. clearly the fourth guy out of Undisputed Era. And it sucks because yes. I really like Bobby Fish. Yep. It's just a shame. When you yeah. look at how the other members were treated on the show. You know, Roddy didn't do a whole lot, but he was the reason why Bobby Fish lost and he was somewhat being protected. He's like the leader of this new faction and stuff. You got the promo from Adam Cole, which was amazing. And you got the promo from Kyler Riley, which was very interesting, which we'll get into later. Um, and Dude, yeah, Bobby was just entrance. here. No. And Bobby was just here losing in two minutes. It's such a shame for him. But uh, yeah, Tyler Russ got a win. I'm still not super into diamond mine yet they haven't really given me a reason to be super invested yet but that's exactly what i was gonna say they haven't given me a reason to care and i gave them a pass like the first week and the second week because it was early it's no longer early they've been here for like a month now we need to pick up the pace here yeah you know considering how quickly and effectively they hooked me with stuff like hit row they can make a faction come in and have immediate impact. Mm-hmm. Diamond Mind has like been the opposite. They're just a group of mid-card guys. And 
I need to know what they're about. Give me a reason to care. Yeah, totally. Uh, we got a little promo for Aikman Jiro for the breakout tournament. This is exactly the kind of promo that I said that that we said they should totally do, which was them just saying, "Hey, this is why I wrestle. This is why I'm here. I want to win the breakout tournament." Perfect. Do more of this. He did a little bit in English, a little bit in Japanese. It was great. Loved it. Very likable character. Very charismatic. It's perfect. My my favorite part of this. He's he's doing his thing. He's saying his spiel and. Parts of it are full-on Japanese. Parts of it are, like, kind of broken English. Mm-hmm. And one bit, he says, and and I'm going to beat your ass. And in the bottom, <laughs> yes. subtitles, I'm going to beat your butt. And I was like, <laughs> yes. that is such WWE. It's so funny. I loved it. Um, yeah, it was great. It, it can make you buy into the character immediately. Something that I don't know, maybe they should do for Diamond Mine. Just an idea. Yeah. Anyway um we then had the first of three we'll talk about all of them now because you might as well we had several promos with la knight and cameron grimes um right. where we had three in the night in the first one uh la knight kind of brought in cameron grimes and said you need to get trimmed up uh because you look terrible and i was like oh no they're gonna shave off his beard they're gonna make him have yeah. short hair this is gonna be oh this is gonna be a terrible thing they kind of tri- just neatened up the beard a bit and put it in a ponytail and i was like oh that's that's fine i guess whatever mm-hmm. the thing that annoyed me and this is a running theme through the whole thing and i think you mentioned this on your edited review as well it feels like the story's been inverted because the yeah. point of this is that cameron grimes should be getting worked over he should be he should be the guy that's getting screwed over by being his butler and the entire time, L.A. Knight was the one who was on the wrong end of the stick the whole time through all of these segments. And that somewhat cheapens the stipulation of you've got to be my butler if you lose, completely cheapens that stipulation if Grimes is going to be happy being his butler. It's just a was a weird way to go. And the first week to go about yeah. it this way, I thought it was very, very strange. Yeah, I'll be like, I don't want to come across like I am super negative about everything on this show because it was good stuff, but I really didn't like this. Mm. It felt so counterintuitive to what they're doing, where up to this point, things have been going very well. And like, yeah, there were there were some funny bits in it, but that shouldn't be the point. We're not Mm -hmm. at the payoff of this yet. You still need to build. And they forgot about the whole build part of it, you know? Yeah. Ah, like, I said in the, the edited review that it would have been so much more effective to had Grimes get humiliated and humiliated and humiliated after a few weeks. And then eventually, here's here's the payoff. It's the next match. Like, and people are saying that I hate fun. It's like, no, I don't. I don't. That's not the point here. You just like, like you storytelling. Just, yeah, I like good storytelling. <laughs> yeah. Folks. And you can you know? and you can have good storytelling with fun. Like, like I don't I don't understand. And, and this I don't and understand. this is and it was objectively quite funny. These guys are naturally very charismatic, very funny people. And yeah, you can have the comedy, but just make the comedy make sense. Like it's not yeah. hard to do. Just tw- switch the people. Have Grimes getting worked over. And you can still have him be funny while getting annoyed at being a butler. Like, Grimes is a guy that is so naturally charismatic 
that he can make anything, even getting worked over. He can beat the whole thing with the whole Ted DiBiase skits was him getting annoyed at Ted DiBiase and getting the wrong end of the stick the whole time. And people loved it because he was so funny in that role. Like, you just need to do that again until you build to the flip of the the, the power and you have Cameron Grimes come out on top. Like, that's, that's 101 storytelling, man. Like, yeah. I don't know. It just whatever and that that was like, that was the first one with the makeover sorry just real quick the second one yeah. was uh la knight says you need to mow the lawn and grimes goes to get in a, a big mower and he's like no you need to do it by hand with this thing and grimes goes off and does that and then the third one you come back and uh grimes is like hey i'm your butler but i'm still very rich so i hired someone else to do it he's just finishing up and then uh he uh, la knight says hey i have a strict no kids policy you need to get out of here and then grimes ends up getting pushed in uh, uh sorry knight gets ends up getting pushed into the pool courtesy of Grimes picking up a rake. Uh, it's, like, it's funny. It's objectively <laughs> funny. But, like, it's just the wrong person ended up in the pool. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. It. And I've seen a number of people here saying, oh, you guys just lack patience. This isn't the part you're supposed to be patient about. <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to be patient and wait for the payoff of yeah. pushing him into the pool. I think and we're the patient getting... ones. We yeah. want the story to take longer. <laughs> this is so backwards. Yeah. Like what? Be oh, in the be patient. Be patient for chapter one when they've skipped <laughs> over to chapter six. What are you people on? I don't get this, it. This, oh weird. my god! Let's move on. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we then got that title, Russ Bobby Fist fish match as we mentioned before Samoa Joe goes backstage and reminds Karrion Cross of the rules of their match later uh which I thought was really cool he just speaks to Cross Cross ignores him so that he kicks the punching bag and he's like do you understand me I was like oh god I love Joe he doesn't have to do much and I love him it's I love great. this stuff I really yeah. do like they never seem to do these little detail things with the special guest referee bits and mm -hmm. now of course because it's NXT and there's more attention to detail they did it and it's just like oh it's the little things that make me like this, this show that much more, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Beth Phoenix uh, backstage tells Indy Hartwell that sometimes she just needs to take a chance. Save your rant, Tempest. Save your rant for later. Um, there wasn't that much index stuff on this show. My problem with it is not the index part of it. Mm -hmm. But we'll get to it. Nope, we've moved on from the LA Knight Cameron Grimes stuff. Sorry, I was going to bring up a comment, and I'm not doing yeah. it because we've no, already I've, moved I've, on. I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah. I, I don't I'm, know what I'm to already, say. I'm, already, I'm moving on from it. It's fine. Uh, we then got uh, Saray versus Gigi Dolin, who originally this was going to be against Tony Storm, but Tony Storm said, no, and then she's gone up to SmackDown, it looks like. So I guess <laughs> You're never getting this match, Saray. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, so I guess they're not doing that match. Sure. Um, I thought Gigi Dolan looked pretty good in this match, I'll be honest. Um, and the match was fine. You know, it wasn't anything spectacular or anything, but it was all right. Um, this is where we got Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose comes in, who is obviously part of the well-known tag team with her and Dana Brooke on Raw, uh, where they've done so much as a tag team. Uh, and she comes out on the stage and stands there for a bit and watches the match. And then the match carries on. They both stop and go, Mandy Rose. And then they stop for a bit. Sorry, and then they, they just do? carry on wrestling. What did they do? They go, <laughs> Mandy Rose. 
I'm pretty sure that was the exact audio that I got from the show there. Um, so then they watch her for a bit, and then they carry on wrestling. Saray's dropkick through the ropes when the person's on the, sitting on the bottom rope, and then she just does the dropkick and just follows all the way through will pop me every single time. It was the same way that you popped for the, the Johnny on the corner of the desk thing. I did th- yeah. I do that for this dropkick. I saw it coming. I was like, oh, God. And she, I was like, oh, my God. She just kicks him in the face. It's great. Um, but yeah, uh, sorry, one and Maddie Rose watched. Yep. Cool. I, I didn't have much to say about all this. Like, nope. Saray's just kind of spinning her tires, which is fine until they find something for her to do. But I'm about ready for them to find something for her to do. And that was probably Tony Storm, but <laughs> too, too yep. bad. Tough luck. Yeah. Guess she's on SmackDown now. Uh, Santos Escobar and LDF cut a uh, a promo backstage. Uh, him just saying like, "Hey, Bronson Reed is bad, and Hit Row are bad, and Swerve is bad, and also Dexter Loomis is bad, and I'm great." It was alright. I thought it was good. Yep. It was weird that um, Joaquin Wild was just like, "Ah, Dexter's got really bad music. I can't even dance to it." And I was like, "What?" They're okay. giving him a thing. They're yeah. giving him. Thing. He, do- he does a dance. Guy. He does a yeah. dance, but they're going to make yeah. him a dancing guy. I don't yeah. know that's a good thing. And then we got Dexter Loomis versus Santos Escobar. So I'm going to say a very quick piece on this. Um, Santos won with some distractions from LDF. And afterwards, Santos is on the, uh, on the ramp and hit row come out because Santos was talking mad S-word earlier. So then they come out on the ramp and we're just like, hey, what up? And then uh, Legado del Fantasma walk off. Tempest, I'll hand over to you. Oh, thank, thanks, P. That's, that's very mm. kind of you. <sighs> we talked about this before this, this show went on because we don't want to spend too much time arguing or discussing the merits of Dexter Loomis. But I feel like we came to an understanding here that when he does his stoic, cold, emotionless gimmick, it's very effective and interesting. There's a lot of things they could do with that. But his stupid crab spider walk thing kills me every time. There's no logical reason for someone to do this in a fight. And there's no logical reason for your former cruiserweight champion who can fall off a ladder and be fearless and go in there against anybody and take on all comers and blah, blah, blah. Oh my God. Oh, oh, creepy, creepy man. Oh my God. I got to roll out of the ring. Oh my God. Like just kick him in the goddamn face. You're a wrestler. I felt the same way about Bray Wyatt. Every time he would do his little spider walk, it's like people would run away and be like, oh God, just kick him in the face. You're a wrestler. Just kick him in the face. And when they went to the break and came back, he really didn't do any of that stuff afterwards. And the match greatly improved. Funny how that worked. Because that's the problem here. If it was just some guy who couldn't do anything... I don't know that I would be that mad about it, but Dexter Loomis can work. And if he just did his regular character, like 
the stoic thing that we saw in the first like 20 seconds of the match where Santos Escobar goes to try and hit him and he, he kind of blocks it, but he's, he's cold. And then he gets knocked down, but he doesn't kip up and he's still cold. That's really cool. There's a lot of stuff you could do with that. That is so much more intriguing than him just being a freak. Why is he a freak? Yeah. Oh God. I just, I just hate it. Like, anytime Dexter Loomis is on this show in, a, in an extended matter, it makes the show significantly worse. Significantly worse. This was the worst match I've seen in NXT in a while. In a, in a good long while. And Aaliyah wrestled on this show. I don't think it was that bad. After that, we got Kyle O'Reilly did a a backstage interview. Um, I thought this was really interesting because I had to go back and listen to this again because I was like, wait, Mm. hold on a minute. What did Kyle say exactly here? Because this was really interesting. So I thought this was just going to be a little sit down interview where Kyle was just like, hey, man, you know, I lost against Adam Cole, but I'm still going to fight. I'm I'm Kyle O'Reilly. I'm going to come back stronger than ever and I'm going to. Take back what's mine. I'm going to become NXT champion. But, but, but this was not that promo. Nope. Kyle O'Reilly said, is it in an interview with Wade Barrett and um, sit down pre-recorded interview. And he said he was watching the footage back from his match against Adam Cole last week at Great American Bash. And he said he struggled to recognize who he was. Where's the killer instinct? And I was like, okay, interesting. And then he was saying, you know, I was saying before that I wanted to get my soul back after I after I, I gave it up to the Undisputed Era. But now I'm thinking, do I even need it back? I mean, I used to do things differently, sure, but I got the job done. And I was like, are they teasing a Kyle O'Reilly heel turn? Like, what's what's happening here? This is very interesting. Um, and he's, but then, you know, he's still adamant that he needs to beat Adam Cole. And he's saying, I'm not the guy that can and will beat Adam Cole. I'm the guy that can and will finish Adam Cole. And I was like, Kyle O'Reilly's losing it because he lost to Adam Cole. This is really interesting character work. A guy who's put so much emphasis on beating Adam Cole, and he beat him the first time in the unsanctioned match, and then he couldn't beat him in the in the straight-up singles match at Great American Bash. This guy is now losing it a little bit, and he's like, maybe I do need to go back to what I was doing in Undisputed Era. I was a champion when I was in Undisputed Era, and now I'm not a champion. Huh. Isn't that weird? That is fascinating character work for me. I'm super invested in this. It's uh, kind of reminiscent of another NXT feud where the babyface mm. won in the first match in an unsanctioned match, couldn't win the second match, and then started going a little crazy. Huh. Funny, funny how that funny, works. Funny how that works. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it because it makes the second match have consequences. Yes. If Kyle O'Reilly is forced to change because of a loss, that's that's good. I, I like that. Yes, I agree. God, I, I like this a lot. Uh, we got the second LA Knight Grimes thing. Uh, we then saw in the ad break that Indy Hartwell, we're back to Dexter Loomis, Indy Hartwell attempted to carry out Dexter Loomis uh, after their match. And I was like, huh, that's a nice reversal of a thing. And then they fall over and then they nearly kiss. But then Candice LeRae comes out and pushes Indy off of Dexter and boo, they almost kissed. See, when I have a bunch of people go in and defend the, the Cameron Grimes LA Knight thing, it makes me feel better when uh, a lot of the same people defend this stuff. It's like, all right, just tell me that you don't understand storytelling. 
Like you, you're you're allowed to like it, but it's a bad story. Like, where's the love yep. story here? It's not a story. Mm. It's a series of events that don't they relate just, to one another. They just like each other, Tempest. Don't question. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Why? Why do they anyway, like each other, Pete? Why? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we then got uh, the first match of the breakout tournament from 2021. Uh, <laughs> this was sorry. fun. I've just seen Luke in the chat. You're yeah, a bad hi, story, Luke. Tempest. Um, Thanks, Luke. Yeah, we then got the yeah the first match of the breakout tournament, which was Aikmanjiro versus Duke Hudson. Now, I didn't know, and I don't know if you do either. Duke Hudson is Brendan Vink, mm-hmm. who was on the main roster. He yeah. was he was on Raw. He was with MVP for a bit. I had no idea it was the same guy until I started watching the match, and I was like. Wait a second. I recognize this guy. Is this Brendan Vink? And I looked it up and I was like, oh my God, it totally is. So Vink is back um, <laughs> as Duke Hudson. Because I don't think either of us mentioned that on last week's show when we were running down all the competitors in the breakout tournament. Um, and yeah, I, I've just I've barely seen anyone talking about it online that it's the same person. So I was like, huh, interesting. Um, I thought this was very fun. And I'll tell you what as well, I think... The right person won as well. Here's a here's a hot take for you. I think the right person won because Aikmanjiro is so easy to get on board with. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw something that's really dumb. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> He's overthinking it. Not everything has to be good. <laughs> all right. All right. Oh, I also man. think the right person won here. Sorry, that just absolutely threw yeah. me. Yeah um yeah sorry that was great um uh, yeah because ike Majiro is such a an easy character to get on board with it's someone you can watch one match you go i get it i get you no. i understand this is this is great i i get it very I someone... very charismatic exactly yeah. yeah um and someone like duke hudson is someone you need a bit of time because his thing that's going to get him over is his wrestling his size his power his you know his intangible being strength uh you know it's that kind of thing (laughs) that will that will get him over in time but you need more matches for him to kind of uh like solidify that in fans minds whereas we can keep watching aikmanjiro on future episodes of nxt and people will be like hey i like you you're great he's already going to be over from this one exposure that he's already had whereas duke hudson takes more time i think him advancing in the tournament is great yeah yeah, yeah I thought this I, was good. I said in the uh, the edited review that I would have booked the tournament different so that both of these guys could advance. But at the same time, there's only like eight of them in it. So, and you also have, I would imagine that Carmelo Hayes and Dexter, or not Dexter, God damn it, Trey <laughs> oh, Baxter. He's in your mind, Tempest. I know, rent free. <laughs> oh. uh, that Trey Baxter, he's got an accident's name. It's very similar. Trey Baxter will probably both advance. I don't know about the rest of it. I would think Odyssey Jones will also advance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's all of them. That's four yeah. guys. So eventually you kind of have to start saying like, okay, well, it's not going to be this guy. It's not going to be this guy. It's not going to be this guy. You know, so you got to do what you got to do, but there you go. It was a good match. I really enjoyed the match. Yeah. This match was fun. It was, it was very fun. And yeah, yeah. I, I think, yeah, 
Hudson going on. I'm excited. Uh, Only Lorcan and Pete Dunn were backstage. Dunn says he doesn't care who wins in the NXT title match. And um, then says, you know, ask Johnny who's the baddest man in NXT. Uh, go to Karrion Cross. I had him in that triangle joke and he had no response for me. I'm the baddest man. I'm the, I'm the greatest. But then Timothy Thatcher comes in and he's saying, well, what are you? Are you the baddest man in NXT or are you the best technical worker in NXT? And Pete Dunn's like, who's asking? Champa comes in, big brawl. Uh, I think that'll be a fun little program. Lorcan and Dunn versus uh, Thatcher oh, yeah. and Champa. I'm into it. That should be good. Yeah. 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 Cool. Very fun. Anyway, um, we then got a recap of uh, Zoe Stark and Yoshirai winning the women's tag team titles. And then we got a match of Caden Carter versus Casey and Caden mm, Carter and Casey Catanzaro. <laughs> God, there's a lot of K's and C's in that. Caden yep. Carter and Casey Catanzaro versus Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea. It was a match. Uh, whatever. Um, this was wrestling 101. Yeah. This was as um, basic a tag match, and it was still kind of bleh. And then afterwards, the match happened. Um, and Carter and Kanzaro won. I like their finisher, the neck break yeah. with the 450. I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then afterwards, Aaliyah turns on Robert Stone, and the crowd pop massively for it. And I was like, what's happening? What am I missing? It's like Tamina at WrestleMania. I'm like, what am I missing? Why are people so in? You know, credit to Aaliyah, credit to the fans, whatever. If you want to make a moment out of it, by all means, they can they can do it, and they they made the moment better for it. Great. I'm really happy for Aaliyah that she got a big reaction and all that stuff. I don't get it, personally. Nope. I don't understand. But great. Happy for her. Um, Aaliyah turns to Robert Stone, beats him up a little bit. And then just as he's getting away, Jesse Kamei is like, do I go with Aaliyah? Do I not? I don't know what to do. And then uh, Frankie Monet comes in, of all people. Um, and she kind of takes Jesse Kamei and Robert Stone away with her. And then there was a backstage segment where Mandy Rose comes back to them and says, well, it looks like the Robert Stone brand is under new management and then walks away. And I was like, what is all of this? I, like, do, I don't know. What's <laughs> happening? I think, I genuinely <laughs> think that the Robert Stone brand might be the least successful act in NXT history. Like, not saying like the worst or anything like that, but the least successful. I mean, like, it's had it had Chelsea Green. Off she went, you know? I had nothing. It was a really terrible um, debut for the for the group. You had, like, Aaliyah and Jesse Kamei. You had Mercedes Martinez at one point, and she buggered off as well, because she went up to, for retribution. <laughs> Remember that? Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah. And now you've got Aaliyah's left, and now Frankie Monet has come in, and it's kind of running the group but it's still called the robert stone brand who's what yeah i said last week that i would keep frankie monet far away from all this Mm. and now she's like leading them i just don't think this is a good idea like at all yeah yeah why would you attach yourself to the anchor of the nxt roster just this whole thing. They're portrayed as geeks. They never win matches. And Robert Stone is, is a is a loser. He's a geek. He's a buffoon. Ah, but now you see, Tempest. Now they're going to have Mandy Rose. And all of their oh, fortunes yeah. are going to turn around. It's going to be Frankie Monet, Jesse Kamea, and Mandy Rose as a strong faction. Anyway. See, 
do do you think that's what it is? Because I think that uh, uh, Mandy Rose might head up her own little women's faction, maybe, and take on the Robert Stone brand. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Anywho, um, we then had uh, Samoa Joe backstage, reminds Johnny Gargano of the rules from the main event. I also thought this was very good. Again, plays off their dynamics and stuff. Very, very good. Uh, we had the third LA Knight and Cameron Grimes skit. Um, and then we had Adam Cole cutting a wonderful promo. God, Adam Cole's so good. Um, yes. Says that um, he's completely done with Kyle O'Reilly. And he kind of mocks all the things that Cole said in his sit-down interview earlier. And he's like, oh, I walked through the fire. And he's like, yeah, and you got burned by Adam Cole. Um, yeah, it was, it was just brilliant. He says that Samoa Joe is a coward. He says he's crept up behind him and he, and he attacked him. He's not scared of him. Uh, you're just a, 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 what was it? You're just a, a guy in a suit, whatever. You won't come down here and face me, man to man. I know you won't. Oh, that's great. I love it. Um, and yeah, says there's no one who's man enough to go toe to toe with him. Out comes Bronson Reed. And I was like, huh. That's a choice. Mm-hmm. I don't. I love Bronson Reed. You guys know I love Bronson Reed. I thought he was up to the main roster. I didn't think he was going to be seen on NXT yeah. again. I thought that was that. Like he dropped the NA, uh, dropped the North American Championship, and then that's it, kind of thing. But yeah, he comes out and he says, "Hey, I've got nothing to lose anymore. I lost the North American title, and now I have nothing. What's scarier than a man who's got nothing to lose?" Comes out, he gets the best of Adam Cole here. Cool, you know. If they're gonna have Bronson Reed have a little bit more in NXT before he gets called up, great. Stick him in with Adam Cole. Why not? You know, he's, he's probably going to lose, but if anyone's going to make him look good in defeat, it's going to be Adam Cole. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm up for that. Adam Cole can get another good win against a, a solid talent, you know, someone who's been pretty well built up. Cool. Yeah. My my favorite part of this whole promo segment was, like, right near the top where he made light of something that Kyle O'Reilly said during mm-hmm. the promo earlier in the yeah. show where Kyle O'Reilly said, like, hey, man, like, Losing happens. It's part of life. Yes. And, and that sort of stuff. Because there was a part of me who wanted to say, like, no, you you need to live and die by this by this defeat. And he ended up kind of getting there, saying that he mm-hmm. needs to beat Adam Cole, and it's really affecting him. So I was okay with that. But when Adam Cole then goes out and says, like, yeah, losing's part of life for someone like Kyle O'Reilly, not like me, I was like, oh, that's why you're the star. That's why right. you're the top guy around here. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. I love that. I love wins and losses mattering. And Adam yeah. Cole made them feel like they mattered. So shout out to Adam Cole. This was a very enjoyable promo. Yeah. And him literally just being like, he's he's just such a dick when he says it. He's literally like looking straight in the camera and he's like, yeah, uh, losing his part of life. If your name's Kyle O'Reilly, it's like, oh, yeah, shut up, Cole. You're the best. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and then we got that little backstage segment with Frankie Monet and Maddie Rose. And then we got the main event, which we've already spoken about. So overall, I thought this was an okay show. You know, there were there were quite a lot of things on this show. There were some minor, some major that I didn't really like. Uh, I thought mm-hmm. the the storytelling and the Grimes Night stuff didn't really make sense. I thought they should have waited on that for for the dynamics to be flipped. Um, the main event was super fun, and I'm really excited yeah. to see where Joe and Cross stuff goes. Adam Cole is still amazing. Um, you know, uh, I thought the quality of in ring wrestling was mostly good. There were a couple of not great ones in there, but mostly pretty good. Overall, I'd have given this a, a three, three and a half out of five, something like that. Yep, I, I'm with you. I thought the main event was was really good. I thought the opening match was good. I thought the Adam Cole promo and the Eichmann, uh Jiro Duke Hudson matches uh, were both good. Everything else on the show I thought was okay at best. So I'm going to kind of split that right down the middle and say three out of five. <laughs>
Let's get into the rest of your ultra chats here before we get out of here. Last chance to get those in. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support is the link to do it. Last chance for those. And we'll read it all of them that are five bucks and up before the show ends. Joe Strikes comes in to say, I don't think Joe will wrestle. Uh, Joe will give Cross the beating of a lifetime. Murdered so bad, vacant wins another title. <laughs> Cross just then randomly shows up on the main roster. And this is all to build Joe's role and not have him wrestle. Um, I don't know if I'd like that. Um. Yeah, I don't know if I'd like that. I, I I still think it would be a little bit of an anticlimax if Joe doesn't have a match, even if he like just beats up Cross and forces him to vacate the title or whatever. Yeah. I still don't think that would be enough, personally. It also like I don't know if uh, if the point of this ultra chat is to like get Cross to the main roster without beating him, but beating him up so bad that he vacates the title essentially serves the same narrative purpose. So I don't think that would make too much of a difference, but I don't know. We'll see. I'd prefer to just see Joe Russell. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, we got one here from Trevor L. It says, uh, just got my ticket to the September 20th Raw. Uh, thanks for the Hawks Oilers reference, Tempest. We need more hockey mentions. Thanks for doing everything you do and keep it up. Thank you very much, Trevor L. Thank you, Trevor. Appreciate it. And I hope you have fun at the September 20th Raw. tempest i have an email by the way like sending that. your emails we haven't been getting in many emails i'm very lonely please send them in <laughs> we, we, we want your contact support at wrestletalk.com send in your emails with like the subject being like i don't know lost intangibles or whatever and we'll see it and then we can yeah we'll read them and then we can read them out on the show that would be great thanks uh we've got an email here from juan it says mis compadres como están hello um bueno. i was thinking <laughs> yes bueno uh, I was thinking, has it ever happened to you that you never learn the name of two wrestlers, even though they don't look alike? For example, I used to know who was Scott and Dash from the Revival, but I don't know which one is Dax and which one, and which one is Cash now. Same with the Young Bucks. Have a great day. No. I Tempest don't, is too maybe, smart for that. E, well, frankly, yes. Yes. I think, I think there was a time where... Actually... No, that's that's not true. Sometimes I still have a hard time distinguishing some wrestlers um, mm -hmm. if they're in the same faction and they're not like distinguishable. I'll be honest, I get Joaquin Wild and um, and uh, Raul yep. Mendoza mixed mm -hmm. up sometimes just because yep. I was like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'll have to like take a really good look at their tights because they'll probably have their name on them. Um, but most of the time I can, I can kind of figure it out. I know yeah. Dax is, is Dax, yeah. you know, and, 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 <laughs> yeah, and Cash well is Cash. Yeah. You know, it, it was definitely harder when they were in the revival because again, they didn't mm -hmm. have any distinguishing features other than one is bald and one is not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, I did have to like, make like rules in my head to distinguish the young bucks at first mm -hmm. i was like okay matt has black hair like matt hardy that's how i right. know that one's matt and now yeah. i just now i know because they're this big deal and and everything like that but at the time you do have to kind of work out little things in your head to to make sure that you you know which one's which i feel like i yeah. might have done the same thing with blake and murphy way back in the day but I'm not sure. Yeah, that's a fair one. Um, 
I'm just going to throw out there, back in the day, the Usos, you know, that's kind of hard to distinguish. Um, Some people still can't. (laughs) Yeah, even though they have very different hairstyles, different characters, and they wear different things. Yeah, sure. Um, (laughs) To to be fair, in Huanzimo, he does say uh, wrestlers that don't look alike. Um, There's definitely some. Uh, I'm trying to think of... There's definitely some. That I just can't think of them right now. Normally, it's like, to be fair, though, I had the thing with the Young Bucks, but that was normally when I first started watching the Young Bucks. I was like, I don't know who these guys are. They're called the Young Bucks. One's Matt, one's Nick. I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> I can't tell you apart. But uh, that happens with every active thing until you get used to them at the very least. Um, send in your emails. Support at Give us some more examples because <laughs> I'm I'm flagging here. I can't think of any, even though there are definitely some there. Um now, there's a thing I was going to... I've done it again, Tempest, where I've I've had a thing. Every and I've show. It. Every show, man. <laughs> I'm literally just like, that would be a good thing to bring up on the podcast. And then I I, I don't. Um, no, I've completely broke. Tell you what I've been watching lately. There it is. I've been watching Speed Runs because it's Ooh. SGDQ. It's Summer Games Done Quick Time, and I'm very happy about it. I'm watching a ton of speedruns lately. They're so cool. Something that was really cool was I very briefly last year got into speedrunning Pokemon Emerald specifically. Um, mm-hmm. Glitchless Like run. you would do it or you'd watch mm-hmm. it? Oh, right on. Both, but I, I, I did it for a little bit, only for a little bit. Uh, I mean, the main reason I wanted to do it, or one of the main things that was that was appealing to me was I get to play my old Game Boy Advance SP and it'd be right. super cool and I'd speed run on that and it'd be cool and all that. But then I didn't have the the things I'd need to get like verified speed runs because I'd need to like hook it up to my computer and I didn't have the stuff for it. And then I was like, well, I could play on an emulator, but that's not as fun because I'd be using a keyboard and that's like, ah, doesn't have the same feel to it. So I played it for a little bit. I did one of, one of the big glitches, uh, well, glitches, the big manipulations because it's a glitches run um, is getting the correct mudkip in Pokemon Emerald, because you need to get a specific Mudkip that has a certain nature, certain IVs, so that is like the strongest one you can get for the run. And the whole run is based off this one particular Mudkip. And you have to do a very specific timing of certain things and steps. And it's like a frame-perfect trick, and the game runs at 60 frames a second. So in the space of a 60th of a second, you have to hit A, the, the exact right time and time it and all that stuff. And I got that trick down, which was good. That was like the one thing that I could do. And I got to like the first gym leader, I got to Roxanne, and I did that in like, my, I think my, my best time of doing that first little section was like, I don't know, 17, 18 minutes. Um, and I, I spoke to a few a few people in the in the uh, like community. And uh, one of the guys I spoke to was a guy who went by um, Amoeba was his like uh, tag, his, his name that he did. And the guy that was running SGDQ, who was doing Pokemon Emerald Glitchless SGDQ was Amoeba. And I was like, that's really cool i spoke to you before about running this game and now you're running it at gdq that's awesome um and he did and his run on the glitchless on sgdq up to roxanne took him about 17 to 18 minutes and i was like i kept i kept pace with you for the first gym leader and then i stopped because it was really hard because that's where you get all the other manipulations and all the other stuff going in um Mm. (laughs) but i got the first bit down I've been watching so many speedruns as of late for SGDQ. It's so much fun. I love speedruns. Uh, do you have any interest in speedruns, Tempest? Or am I boring you with this? I hadn't for a while. The only speedrunner mm-hmm. that I, I... This is very recent, like within the last month. I've started following uh, Small Ant on YouTube and mm-hmm. his, his speedruns. Uh, he's predominantly a Mario Odyssey uh, speedrunner. Yeah. 
And I started watching it just because he would do uh, like Pokemon challenge runs where mm-hmm. it's like, I'm going to play through Pokemon Emerald without using the PC and yeah. stuff like that. Or I can't go into the Pokemon Center or, mm-hmm. or whatever it was. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I'm going to do a team only with shinies. I was like, oh, I got to mm-hmm. see this. You yeah. Know, um, I, I never had too much interest in it just because uh, I can't imagine playing one game that many times. Mm-hmm. I would, I would drive myself insane. The only thing, and I, I'm not even close to being good enough to actually speed run it. It's just the one game that I can beat quickly is mm-hmm. um, uh, Super Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins on the old Game okay. Boy. I haven't looked up to see what the actual like speed run record is for that game. Well, but what better time? Uh, what better right time? Because that that's the game where I was like, I can I can beat that game pretty quickly. Right. At least for my Let's standards. My, the championship is getting in the way of me typing Super Mario Land 2. Is that right? Yep. Six golden, golden coins. coins. That's the one. World record time is currently any percent glitchless, 26 minutes and 14 seconds. It's very like interesting. Adam Ferrari 64. That's very there interesting. If I yeah. wanted to, if mm-hmm. I wanted to, I could probably get within a few minutes of that. So I think I think my best time to beat that game was about a half hour. Yeah. So you know. looking at yeah, so there's been a grand total. There's 137 people on this uh, on this leaderboard uh, for Super Mario 2. 137th, an hour and four minutes. Um, <laughs> well, I could get goes, on that leaderboard. Jesus yeah. Christ! You absolutely All right. could. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, it quickly jumps to like 126. You're looking at 41 minutes, and then it gets very, very close. It goes like 39, 38, 38, 37, 37, 37, and then it's a lot of 36s. 32s a lot of 30s and a ton of 29 28 27 and 26 like the 26 goes to like 35th all in the 26 minute range goes from first to 35th um Mm. and then yeah 27th yeah it goes even more than that yeah there's a there's a lot but you could you could totally go on it that's the thing i started speed running hades last year hades brilliant game by the way bloody love that thing um, I didn't really speed run it because the game wasn't at the state it needed to be. I needed to complete more runs and stuff like that. But I was like, I was getting used to the speed running tech and I was using the right weapons and the right boons and all that stuff you need for it. And if I'd have submitted a run I did, which I didn't because why? Because um, I think I got something like 12 minutes in game time. That is 12 minutes, or something like that, which was like 135th or something like that out of like 500 people. I was like, yeah. That would have been cool, but I, I never submitted it. Um, but still, yeah. God, I, I love speedrunning so much. And the thing is, I, I've been watching speedruns of games that I like have basically no interest in, but I'm just like, the the strategies and the things that people explain on these speedruns is just so interesting to me. Like people diving mm. into like a game's code. It's like, well, did you know that if you press left for exactly three frames in this particular exact pixel location, then it has this effect on the game's code, which means we can manipulate it in this certain way. It's like, how does anyone find this out? Like this is bananas, all of this stuff. It's, I love it. I love that stuff. It's so interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. 
again, the going back to the six golden coins thing, I would I would freak my friend out uh, in high school because we had a very uh, lax teacher in our media studies class, which was just mm-hmm. as you can uh, pro- probably imagine, is just the most laid back class we ever had. You know, we watched movies, we talked about them, but we just kind of hung out. And another one of my friends would bring he was that kid who would bring like a game boy and a whole backpack full of game boy games and stuff to class you know hell yeah screw screw school work it's game boy um and so whenever we got to media studies i would always be like hey man can i uh can i play six golden coins he'd be like yeah whatever and just hand me his sp and six golden coins and my my best friend who would sit beside me i would be like I'm going to beat this game in about a half hour. So Mm -hmm. sit tight. And he's like, what? No, you're not. That's not possible. Come on. We just sat down. You're going to beat this before the class is half over. I was like, all right. And I would go. And like a half hour later, I just hand it to him and the credits are going. And I was just like, (laughs) this is my one game. This is the one game I'm good at. That's rad. You should totally look up some of the world records or whatever. Just have a look. Have a look at the gameplay. See what what it's like. See, I can think of like a number of the moments where you skip parts of mm-hmm. levels and everything, yeah. you know, like I've I've played it enough to know the secret bits mm-hmm. where you got to skip things. So yeah. it's like if any game that I would be willing to to put more time and effort into, it would probably mm-hmm. be this one. Yeah. And that's how I felt about Pokemon Emerald, because that was the game that I played the most out of like mm-hmm. anything in the world ever. And I know I knew so much about like the gym leaders, Pokemon's move sets and what level they were and where you could find TM and where you could find certain items and stuff like that. Like I knew a lot about the game already. And it's just the fact that the speed hour was like three hours long. And it's yeah. like, cool. If you mess stuff up, you lose so much time. It's like, cool. That's hard to commit yourself to, but you know, maybe I'll pick it up again one day. It was just the fact that I couldn't get to play my SP like I wanted to for an actual yeah. speed run. Um, which is a shame, but hey ho. Maybe I'll do it again later. Uh, send in your emails about speed runs. I want to read them. Support Please send us emails. I really want emails. Support <laughs> Send them in, please. Uh, anyway, I think that's probably all the time we've got uh, for this episode of the WrestleTalk podcast. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Really do appreciate it. Um, yeah, we'll be back. We've got Money in the Bank live reactions on uh, Sunday on the Rest of Podcast YouTube channel. We're going to have a review on Monday as well, uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, but don't worry, De- Jam that Championship isn't going anywhere because your boy's not defending it. Why would I? I'm just defending it at SummerSlam at the big shows. Uh, anyway, I'll catch you guys later. Thank you guys very much for listening. Really do appreciate it. Love you very much. Stay safe. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.